Hello, and welcome to Midnight Margaritas. On this episode of Midnight Margaritas, we are going to get a little bit raw and a little bit real. This episode is about not hanging on to toxic relationships, rather it be family, friend, lover, potential lover, spouse, it doesn't matter. Toxic is toxic and you don't have to fucking put up with it. So that's what this episode is about. For me personally, it's about letting go of my mom. I chose a little over a year ago to go 100% no contact with my mom. Well, the mother, the woman that gave birth to me. I'm not so sure that I can call her a mom, but whatever. So I chose to go no contact, meaning she's blocked on my phone. She's blocked on all of my socials. She's blocked on all of my business accounts. Um, She is 100% blocked from my life. Some people like to call her mother like to call her my mother. She is a mother. She has me. She has my sibling. You know, she, I guess by all rights and means, is a mother, birth giver, whatever. To me, she is nothing. That wasn't always the case, though. In my opinion, a mother loves and protects her child at all costs. Even to her own demise. This podcast is not to gain attention or to have anyone feel some type of way with me. Feel some type of way with me, I should say. This is my truth. This is part of my story and this is part of why I am me. To many people, the woman that gave birth to me is the most amazing person. And I get told often, Jody, she's your mom. The only one you have. Give her another chance. Don't walk away from her. What if something happens? You're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel bad. You know? No, I'm not going to feel guilty. And I'm not going to feel bad. So let's just say that. If she was anyone else, a random person, a friend, a boyfriend, a lover, you know, If she was anyone else but my mother, the world would say, Jody, you should cut this person off. Why do you let them do that to you? That's abuse. That's mental abuse. She has physically abused you. She has mentally abused you. She has emotionally abused you. She is a narcissist. Don't put up with it. Why do you put up with it? But because she gave me life, I'm supposed to just let her continue to hurt me? Let her continue to abuse me, be mean to me, be mean to my children, be mean to the people I care about? No. What makes it to where it's okay for the one person that is supposed to essentially be your lifeline, literally from the beginning of your existence, your lifeline, to abuse you physically, emotionally, and mentally? Why? Because she gave birth to me? That makes no sense. She quite literally treated me like a pile of shit beneath her shoes. 
Let me assure you right now, it does not give her the right. So I choose to go no contact. And I'm going to tell you just a few reasons, just a glimpse of my story, not even all of it, just a glimpse. But this is to gain awareness and to let people know that it is okay to cut anyone off. Yes, even your mother. Even the person that brought you into this world. And damn, they tried to take you out too, didn't they? You're allowed to cut them off. You are allowed to tell your truth. You are allowed to say no more. This will not continue. It took me the better part of 30 years to even begin to try to heal from the amount of trauma this woman instilled into my brain, my heart, and my body. I begged her to love me, to be proud of me, to show me an ounce of love and care that she showed to my sibling, my cousins, my other family members. And this is my perspective. My siblings may be vastly different, but each day she was a very different person. I can assure you, we woke up to two very different people. We went to bed with not the same woman that we woke up with. Hugs and kisses and goodnight stories and tucking you in, that wasn't a thing in my house. Saying I love you before we left, that wasn't a thing in my house. I begged her to love me, to be proud of me. But to no avail, I was always cast aside, left out, and left alone. Left wondering why my entire life I was not good enough. Why was I so unloved or so unlovable? Why I would wake up on Saturday mornings to an empty house in elementary school and middle school only to realize I was alone. She had taken my brother or my cousins or herself out for the day, but never me. She didn't come to my ball games, my school plays, never gave me a baby shower for any of the children that I carried or birthed, blamed me when I was raped, actually smacked me in the face and told me that I was a whore looking for attention. I was 14. Please tell me how I was looking for attention. How am I to blame for a grown man forcing himself on me for months on end, threatening to kill my family if I didn't do what he told me, threatening to kill my brother, threatening to hurt me even more. If I didn't do what he said, how was I to blame for that? But somehow, even that became my fault. How did she show her love to me, you're wondering? Did she ever show her love to me? About once a year, she would spend the day with me. I remember waking up sometimes to the sound of laughter, and her and my brother was playing or wrestling or eating breakfast or watching a cartoon and I would go to join them and she would look at me with such hatred. She would push me away and ask me, why do you have to ruin everything, Jody? Why do you always have to be stuck to me like glue? Why are you always trying to be up my ass? She would say. 
The first time I remember her saying something so cruel to me, I was six. I had stayed home from school because I was sick and throwing up. And I just simply wanted to sit in her lap and be comfort, comforted as any child would. She pushed me out of her lap and I hit the floor. And she said, you could ruin a wet dream. Even though I didn't know the context of what that meant, I knew I was not wanted. I was not loved. This behavior continued throughout my whole life, being told that I should have been aborted. I ruined her life. I was stupid. I was dumb as a box of rocks. Being called Kelly Bundy, meaning dumb. Constantly being sent to spend the night away from home so she didn't have to deal with me, I guess. To the point I would cry and beg to stay home. I would stay out of her way, but I just wanted to be in my own home, in my own bed, around my own things. But, no. I knew from a very early age I was not wanted or loved, like my brother or even my cousins. She showed up for everyone else, not me. She gave all of my sister-in-laws, I have three of them, well, two ex-sister-in-laws, one sister-in-law. She gave all of them a baby shower. My one sister-in-law didn't even live in the state. She lived in Colorado, I believe. And my mom put a baby shower together for her, for everyone here. So many people attended. She even videoed it, sent her the video and all the presents. Not once did she throw me a baby shower. Not once. I threw my own baby shower when I was pregnant with my son. No one else did. Not my aunts. Not my cousins. Not my in-laws. Me. I threw my own baby shower. Despite all of this, though, I tried to be everything she wanted me to be. Giving her thousands of chances, I would cut her off for a month or so and she would apologize, come running back and I miss you and I'm sorry, I did the best I could do. I wasn't loved, so I don't know how to love. So I would give in and I would give her chance after chance after chance and she would continue to hurt me. She would continue to lash out at me. If something went wrong in her life, it was my fault. If she stopped taking her meds and tried to off herself, it was my fault. I remember very vividly one day I was having lunch with my husband. And we were at the fire station with him. Eating dinner, not lunch really. And a call comes through and I'm like, oh well, I guess I'll leave. You're going to have to go on a call. Well, it wasn't for his station, but the call came through over their radio. And it was a woman at my address. Well, my grandmother's address at the time. She lived with my grandmother. Had swallowed a bunch of pills trying to kill herself. And I looked at him and I said, that's my mom. And he said, what do you mean that's your mom? I said, that's my grandmother's address. That's my mom. She's done it again. And we go to the hospital, and it was up to me at that point to have her committed. It was up to me 
to choose to send her off. It was up to me to choose what to do with her. She needed help. I couldn't give her the help she needed. And she was going to hate me regardless. It was my fault she did this because Lord knows why, but it was my fault. So I have her sent to Atlanta. She doesn't speak to me for a very long time. She's mad at me. She's angry. She finally gets out and she's on medicine. And we try to reconcile things. I try to be there for her. I try to be the daughter she needs me to be. And it just, it's never good enough with her. There's nothing in this world that I could do that would make her proud. That would make her love me. That would make her look at me and say, you're the daughter I've always wanted. I'm so proud of you and I love you so much and actually mean it. There's nothing I will ever be able to do to hear those words from her. The last time I tried to make things right with her, she comes to my store. I own a store. I own my own business. I make handmade soaps and candles and, you know, fun things like that. She comes in there. And she asked me how my children were. And very briefly, I give her the rundown as not cold, but distant. I'm distant with her because I just know she's going to hurt me again. I mean, after all, she's abandoned me in every way possible there is to abandon a child. And my son was there at my store. So he witnessed this. She asked him if grandsons were too old to give their grandmothers hugs. And he said, I'm not giving you a hug. And I didn't make him. And of course she starts to cry. And my heart aches because this is my mother. But... She's done nothing to earn a hug from my son. She's done nothing but hurt him and be mean to him too. So we're standing there and I told her, you know, the kids are doing good. My youngest daughter was prepping for college applications at the time. And they were all doing really well. And she looked at me and she said, I knew you were never smart enough to go to college. You barely even got through high school. As a matter of fact, you didn't even graduate. And I just looked at her, dumbfounded. Like, you literally just said that to me. You're standing in my store where I make everything from scratch. I am a successful business owner. And you have the audacity to tell me, that you knew I was never smart enough to go to college. That you knew I would never make it through school. Mind you, I quit school because I got pregnant at 17. And she told me, you laid down and made your child, you will raise her and I will not help you. She went 
and withdrew me out of school. I still could have went to school. There was nothing that was stopping me from going to school. She knew she had the power to withdraw me from school, and she did. And I couldn't sign back up because I was a minor. I was 16 when she did that. So that day, standing in my store, I decided I'm done. I will never let her do that to me again. I had to let her go and for good that time. I refused to spend my life trying to be what she thought I should be. It was in that moment when she left my store, I immediately blocked her on everything. My phone, my social media accounts, my business pages, and for my life as a whole. Sometimes it stings, though, I'll be honest, when I see things or hear things. Or people send me things that she's said or done or, you know, things like that. It, it hurts a little bit. And she's very manipulative to the point that a few months ago, she had one of her friends come into my store and try to tell me that I needed to forgive her. That I needed to give her a chance because her health was not in the best. That she had gained all of her weight back and she just wasn't doing good. And how proud she was of me. <laughs> when I tell you, I rolled my eyes to the point that I'm sure they touched my brain. I mean that. And I politely looked at this lady and I said, If you're going to purchase something, you need to do so or you can leave. And she continued, well, she's in bad health and she just needs her daughter. Same story, different day. She's off her meds and she will attempt to attempt something bad and somehow it'll be my fault. I just stared at the woman in front of me and I told her she knows nothing of my relationship with my mother. So if she was not buying something, she needed to leave. Now... Fast forward to a few months. I live, I live in my grandmother's house. It got left to me after my grandmother passed away. And the power was still in my mom's name. We never had it swapped over. Never really needed to. And out of the blue one day, she has the power turned off. On the hottest day of the year, the power turned off. And it just... It hit me then that, you know, she at this point is trying to do whatever she can to hurt me. She is trying to do any and everything to get at me, to get a reaction from me. I simply unblocked her from Facebook and I sent her a message and told her, thank you for cutting the power off because now I am definitely independent from her. I do not need her. There's nothing more she can do to hurt me. I have no strings tied to her. I sent the message, and when I saw that it went through, I blocked her. That was an absolute last straw for me. I made a vow to myself that I would never allow myself to be vulnerable to her again. She is the epitome of evil and always has been. To others, she is the most generous person. We'll do anything for them. She will literally give someone the shirt off her back. 
She will literally give someone her last penny. But it's all an act. One I grew tired of watching it play out over and over again. I know I will never get an apology from her. I will never have a relationship with her. I will never have her love, her pride, her respect, or even the knowledge that I did not deserve the amount of hate she spewed to me and onto me from the time I was born until my 30s. Despite all of my efforts, all of my awards I got in school, passing all of my classes, despite any help from her, making it through life as a teen mom, making something of myself, never needing to ask her for help or for money. Despite all of that, I will never be good enough for her. I will never have her love, and I will never again try to beg her for it. I'm 38, and I spent the majority of my life trying to be what she thought I should be. What she wanted me to be. Every job I worked, I worked hard. I would get promotions. I would get raises. I would become managers or, you know, store managers. I would do everything in my power so I could say, Hey, Mom, I did this. And it was never good enough. Well, you're still working a minimum wage job. You never went to college. You're not this. You're not that. Blah, 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 blah. Mind you, she never went to college either. She was a drug drug addict and a shitty mom. All she has to show for her accomplishment is two fucked up children that had to raise themselves, mother themselves, and unlearn bad behaviors so that they could be good parents for their children. I will never be like her. I would lay down my life a thousand times over for each and every one of my children. I would give my very last breath to them for them to truly know I love them. No matter what they do, what they do not do, what they accomplish, what they do not accomplish, even if they simply just live their life and they have babies or don't have babies and they pay their bills, that's an accomplishment. That is a huge deal. That is them being successful and I will be proud of that. Every step that they make to better themselves, I will be proud of that. If they get stuck in a rut, I will be there for them. I will help them. I will encourage them. I will love them. I will hold them. I will be there when they need me to be there. I will be their strength when they can't barely muster it up for themselves because we all go through hard times. I will be what they need me to be in spite of of never having it done for myself. And let me tell you, I've made mistakes with my children. I didn't know how to love my kids. I didn't know how to show affection. I didn't know how to be the mother that I needed when I started having children. I didn't know that I was toxic. I didn't know that I was narcissistic. I didn't know that what I was doing was wrong. I had to really... Take a look at my life and see that I was being harmful. That I was, the things I was doing could hurt them for life, could damage them. And I changed and I apologized and I meant it. 
it wasn't a, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm going to not do this again. And then the very next second, you piss me off. Well, then you get my wrath like I did with my mom. I did everything I could to get attention from my mom, from drugs to self-harm to running off with the first boy that I thought that loved me, having children with him, getting married at 18, getting divorced five years later, working my life away, trying to make her proud. But I'll tell you, I will tell you, she does not deserve the version of myself that I grew from the ashes of the person she burned and destroyed. She does not get this version of me, the very best version of me. I'm a successful entrepreneur. I have more than one business now. I have all that I could ever want, and I did it finally for myself. More importantly, I have amazing relationships with my children despite all of my mistakes. Despite me not being the best they deserved, I did my due diligence to change into the best version of me that they deserved. And to make right my wrongs and to apologize and mean it and not repeat my mistakes. My life is amazing. I get to travel. I get to spend time with my children. I get to leave my job knowing that I've helped someone. I get to be there for my children and see their accomplishments. And I don't have to work my bones into the ground and miss everything that they do anymore. I did that for myself. I built a life for myself that I could take control of for myself. And she doesn't get to see that. She doesn't get to see any of that. And I was recently asked, what happens when she dies? What happens when you get the news that your mother has passed away. I get a pain in my heart just thinking about that, to be honest with you. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm going to grieve the way that you would grieve or even... Be sad the way that you would be sad. I feel like I may be a little relieved that she can't hurt me anymore. I feel like that I will be angry because she missed out on all the things that she did due to her own sheer stubbornness and lack of wanting to do better, be better, and change. I feel like that I probably will not go to her funeral. Because why would I? But I can 1,000% tell you that I won't have any regrets because I did try. I tried to have a relationship with her for the better part of my life. And I can't do it anymore. And I won't do it. I take that control back for myself. And if you're going through something like this, you need to do the same. You need to take that control back for yourself. 
you need to cut those strings that have you tied and tethered to someone that is so detrimental to your mental health that it can look at you and hurt you when you look at a person and you feel their hatred and you feel that their words are empty that they're just saying things when my mother would tell me she loved me it was empty there was no feeling behind it there was no emotion her eyes were always cold she didn't hug me she didn't hold my hand she didn't if I was sick she didn't take care of me I took care of myself you know like when I had my kids she wasn't even at the hospital she was back there when I had my son but that that was it she was there when I had my oldest daughter. I take that back. She was there when I had my oldest daughter. But she was in the NICU. And then because I stopped her from being able to go to see her because she caused a whole bunch of drama, she called CPS on me. So, you know, she's very toxic. And you have to learn to recognize the signs of someone being toxic and the signs of someone controlling you and manipulating you and learn to see patterns patterns that don't change are patterns that are never going to change if you feel like you are someone's punching bag then you are their punching bag and only you can make it stop you have to set boundaries for yourself for your health for your emotional state you don't have to put up with it. And I'm giving you permission to cut them off. I'm giving you permission to live your life without them, without guilt, without being tricked into falling back into that old habit of, oh, that's my mom, or oh, that's my grandma, or oh, that's my family, or that's blood. Blood don't mean shit. There's plenty of kids that have parents that they've cut off and you're thinking well why did they cut them off their their moms are so nice or their dads are so nice this that and the other blah 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 you don't know what happens inside their house you don't know what they've done to them when you tell someone to give someone another chance you are seeing it from a viewpoint of You've lost someone and you have regrets. You don't get to tell someone, give them another chance. That is your only mother. That is your only father. That is your only brother. That is your only sister. You don't get to do that. If these people did not want to be cut off, then these people would make a, a, a vast change within themselves they would hear you out they would listen to you they would take into consideration the damage that they've done to you and they would help try to heal what they have broken saying you're sorry without changed behavior is just words nothing more just words so with that, I say to you, have the courage to stand up for yourself and the backbone to stand straight 
look them in the eyes and look yourself in the mirror and say, you don't need them. You don't need them. You will be fine. You will be successful. You will do all of the things that you need to do for you. Without them, you will be okay. You will be loved. Maybe not by them, but you don't need that kind of love. We weren't meant to have that kind of love. We were meant to feel genuine love. We weren't meant to hurt each other and be abusive and be abused. And if you are that way, you can change. You can if you want to. Go to therapy. Start recognizing your own toxic behaviors. Let the people you love call you out. And be willing to accept that criticism and change it. Be willing to see the mistakes that you've made and change that behavior to not make them again. You have the power to change. You have to have the will to change. You have to have the want to change. You have to have the effort put into yourself to make yourself a better person to change not only for you, but for the people you love. You have to stop this cycle. Hurt people, hurt people. Let me say that again. Hurt people, hurt people. Stop the cycle. Stop hurting people. Stop hurting yourself. Get you the help that you need to make you be the best version that you can possibly be. And be proud of that. It's not too late to reconcile relationships that you've broken if you've truly changed and you truly want to make them right. But you don't get to continue to hurt people. You don't get to, to continue to manipulate people. That's not okay. Don't do that. Don't be that asshole. Be better, do better, know better. Learn, grow, and unlearn bad behavior. You have to unlearn the things that you were taught growing up in order to change the behavior you saw. It is not okay to look at your child and tell them that you don't love them or that they should have been aborted or that they've ruined your life. My mother had every opportunity in the world to give me up. There was plenty of people that probably would have taken me because I'm pretty fucking awesome. She could have left me with one of my aunts and said, I don't want her. You take her. She chose to take all of her anger and all of her trauma and all of the things she went through out on me. And as much as I tried to get past that and forgive her and give her another chance she kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it do i forgive her yes with my whole heart i forgive her but i will never give her the chance to repeat that cycle again
you do yourself a favor and don't let other people do that to you. See the signs, recognize the signs, and fucking run. Don't stand for it. Thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry this was deep and dark and twisty and painful. Very painful. But my truth needed to be talked about. I think it's important for people to know that they don't have to go through that. And they don't have to put up with that. And that you are loved. And you are important. And you are wanted. And you are needed. And if you are going through this, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. But just hang on. Don't let it put you so far down that you feel like you can't go on. Because you can. You are going to have a beautiful life ahead of you. You just have to learn to walk away from those that are continuing to hurt you. You have to walk away from those that want to keep you down. Because keeping you down makes them feel powerful. You take your power, baby. You take it. And you rise up. You rise up from the ashes. And you burn so bright that it blinds them. Because you deserve it. Thank you so much for joining my podcast tonight. Thank you for listening. And I hope you all have an amazing day tomorrow. I hope whoever listens to this really listens and it impacts them and it helps them in some way. Until next week, thank you. Midnight Margarita's out.